Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. What is going on? You are listening to Tags Podcast, a.k.a. Talk About Gay Sex Podcast. I am your host, Stevie. This is episode 500, y'all. I am so excited to be celebrating 500 episodes alongside Cody Maurice Doggett. How the hell are you doing, Cody? Hello, darling. I'm doing wonderful. Episode 500. I'm so excited. Happy 500. Happy 500. You don't look a day over 499. Oh, well, thank you so much, bitch. <laughs> and you may not make it to 501. Moving on to our... <laughs> We have an announcement to make, and the announcement on our 500th episode is joining us now as a regular, he won't be on every episode, but think The View, think Anna Navarro, is Teddy Alexis Rodriguez. He has substituted for us throughout the last couple years, and now he's a regular on Tag's podcast. You're going to be hearing a lot more from him. Welcome, Teddy. How you doing? Hey, I'm doing great. You two don't look at day over a hundred, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I'm the Anna Navarro Tax Podcast. I, I know, right? right? Did Four you like time. that? That just I came that. into my mind and I was like, oh, yes. He's so yes. Anna Navarro. And you know how yeah. they made her a host and she said, mm-hmm. well, I live in Miami. So she does Mondays and Fridays and she made it work for her, but she's an official host, y'all. So... Congratulations yeah. and welcome. Thank you. Yes, Thank you. We it's are my so honor. Happy. Yes, we're so happy That's to so have wonderful. you. Welcome, boo. I think I had a dream about this, and it was not. It's, I hope this turns out better than a dream. I'll just say that. Oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great fall thing, though, to announce, and we're super excited. So we've got a yes. lot, though, to get into on this 500th episode, starting with drama. And I'm talking about, you know, OnlyFans, there's drama over there, too. You thought it was just the actor world. You thought it was just the porn industry. Well, it's happening over in OnlyFans world. And I'm talking about OnlyFans creators, Locke Rios, uh, also with Lazarado. Is that how you say his name, Cody? That's how I would say it. So I guess. Okay, yeah. so let me see if I can just break this down for you all real quick. There's two videos I'll post on Tag's podcast so you can see for yourself where essentially Locke Rios recounts three weeks that he engaged in this hoopla of a romance with Lazarado, all happening in Europe. 
and uh, Locke Rios went to Twitter to say essentially that he was held hostage in Madrid by Josh Moore's ex-boyfriend, Lazarado, and is urging gays to beware of this man. So just for some background reference, Locke Rios is early 20s and Lazarado is 40, I believe. And so okay. they met in a weekend. I'm thinking it was like a circuit week party. They met and fell in love literally on the dance floor. It was this whole thing. And that night, Locke Rios claims in the video that Lazarado said, I want you to be my boyfriend. And then later that night or the next day said, I'm in love with you. Like, I love you. Ooh. Well, <laughs> Locke Rios being a little bit younger, <laughs> didn't really see these red flags. Yeah, that's what I just was waving. <laughs> they decided to live together uh, um, in Europe because it was Lazarado's idea. And the drama ensued not even a few days later where, oh my gosh, all crazy kinds of crazy things i think the first thing was Locke rios was remember they're both only fans creators so mm -hmm. Locke rios was editing one of his scenes on the couch and lazarado was in the room too and lost it and said why are you doing this this is insensitive and and it's like really bitch we're both only fans <laughs> creators and why <laughs> but Locke rios apologized and said i didn't know that this would make you upset and that was just like the primer to things because lazaro asked Locke rios to move to brazil and Locke rios was like oh no no let's just i'm going to madrid why don't you just stay with me in europe come over to madrid which they did they shared an airbnb at the time and it just went crazy when Lazaro, according to Locke Rios, started to complain about Locke Rios, telling him he is skinny and should gain more weight and put on more muscle, complained about him waking him up at, at, at night or in the morning because of, of Locke Rios singing in the shower, and then what? started charging him for not just things like the Airbnb, but like lube that they both used for... Mm -hmm. A, a mutual scene together, Imodium, saying that, because, you know, people use an Imodium, right, for <laughs> the back alley. Wait a minute, not the Imodium judgment, girl. <laughs> told him that he was took his Imodium, charged him for that, it got violent. Anyway, just I'll let you watch all of it, because it's like two-part video, lots of drama, I want to hear what you guys think on this, and then have you ever experienced, maybe not to this level, but crazy. What did you think when you heard about this, uh, Cody, the drama of it all? Look, I'd be a hypocrite if I said that I wasn't an impassioned person. You said crazy, but I say impassioned. <laughs> <laughs> Can I just stop you there? Because we were talking about this over the weekend. And oh, my like, goodness. At, Laz at Lazar <laughs> Cody goes, Lazarado, do you know how hot he is? I'm like, uh, but do you know how crazy he is? Because <laughs> mm -hmm. I don't care how hot you are. The minute you show crazy, I am out the back door. 
And I said to you, crazy dick is some of the best dick. Okay. <laughs> not, the, not the mutual eye roll between the two of you. Wow. <laughs> wow. Okay. I feel a little shamed here. That's Sandwich eye roll. <laughs> Get on with the girl. Look, I have done some stupid things for love, quote unquote love, but I draw the line at physical violence extortion and this man defecated on lock rios's stuff that is oh. way too far that is beyond yeah, I wasn't using emodium that day apparently <laughs> <laughs> you almost choked me steve d jesus <laughs> i was not expecting that <laughs> i feel so bad for Locke because all he wanted was somebody who cared for him that was going to hold him and and not really judge him and and that was emotionally uh stable and aware and conscious and which all things that Lock Rios possessed. So I, and he didn't get this. He got uh, an insane man who is probably on some type of uh, alternate substances and he probably should get some help. And I really wish that he gets the help that he needs. And I really hope that Lock Rios can heal from this because it seems like Lazarado is very damaged. So yeah, it's interesting yeah. that you say maybe on some altering substance, Cody, because one of the things Locke Rio says in these multiple, two videos at least thus far, is that what they would go out at night and one of them came back at three, the other one stayed out till one time it was 1 p.m., the next time it was 3 p.m. Not that we're shaming people for going out late at night, but you know, certain things occur in the late morning hours that uh, art can be fun, and but also could be drugs. And so I'm just going to say it. <laughs> and so maybe it's mental illness, but wow, kind of crazy. What did you think, Teddy, when you heard this whole shenanigans? And my goodness. Look, uh, none of what they were saying uh, sounded good. Talk about reflux. How about red sirens? Yeah. Like, yeah. that was... A lot of love bombing, which is clear path to abusive people. And all the abusive people are super charming. So you have to be careful on what was happening. I don't know. I've never been uh, bullied being called skinny, though. That sounded good. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, in their world, I mean, that's one of the things that Locke Rios was saying. He says, you know, a lot of you, I'm sure he was probably putting out i know you all are gonna say why didn't i see the red flags he is younger it's his first mm -hmm. romantical relationship but the other thing was he said things like i thought it was sort of a good relationship to enter because we're we both do the same things we're both yeah. only fans creators and as you know who's who's like two porn stars perhaps you know maybe a porn star with a non-porn star is not going to really understand what you do, jealousy, and all this kind of stuff. They're in the same world. And so he was thinking this might be great. It's not like they're both seemingly making money for what they both do. So it's mm -hmm. not a money issue necessarily. It just sounds dark. And, but hopefully, Lacrios will, you know, move on to say, you know, when something seems too beautiful and perfect on day one, it probably is. It's like, wow. you know, relationships really are 
a, you know, you take this day by day. And that comes with age, I think. I think all of us have fallen into that gap where you meet somebody to this day if I meet somebody I'm like oh my god is he the one you know but I of course have a little life under my belt to know that okay take it back a second and you know not me I go full steam ahead I'd be like he is the one baby well there are a couple of things that you can do while trying to do these like grand gestures like you can have somebody have your location live all time like why was he in Spain for three weeks and, you know, he had a trip back three weeks in? Like, somebody like your bestie, they notice that you're in Spain for, like, two w weeks more than you. Like, they will check on you. So, things like that we can do and still, like, have a carefree, well-being safe, but at the same time, I guess. That's yeah. my recommendation. I like that. Any of you ever experienced crazy with somebody that you dated? Uh, no, I thought that you were talking to the audience. <laughs> well, yeah, audience, um, right back and let us know. Cody, Cody, yes. Cody. If you haven't experienced the, crazy, you are crazy. I, I am <laughs> the crazy. I told y'all this before, but not again, that crazy. I'm not that crazy. That this is way too far. I am. I am a very emotional person. I understand, but I also know how to my triggers. That's very important. That I also know when to take a break which is also super important so all of these things it's you know what i don't blame lazarado for being lazarado yeah i don't blame lazarado for being a, a, an impassioned person but he needs to know where the line is for oh. his because he's well, like, no he, he needs to learn how to manage his emotion I That's blame him. No, I none of this. I'm not disagree. saying. I blame Lazarado. Anything that he did was okay. I'm not saying that he should have extorted him. That he should have. Uh, he physically assaulted that guy. None of that is okay. And but there's he needs audio to... out there, audience, just in case you're wondering, like, how do we kind of know some of this uh, stuff? That's why I'll post it on Tag's podcast, episode 500. There's actually backup audio that's been. Um, we know it's real, so yeah, 100%. but it's still alleged. Alleged, yeah. Well, yeah, oh yeah. Thank you, Teddy. But I do think <laughs> that if he if he goes to therapy and learns how to handle his emotions, because that's what I feel like is his is his issue. He can't handle his emotions, so I don't blame him for being emotional. We're all human beings, but he doesn't know how to manage those emotions, and that is an issue. Oh, I 100% just okay. agree with Locke Rios, like, stay away from this guy. When Locke Rios says he's dangerous, violent, and a scammer, I'm like, yeah, I want nothing to do with this person at all. I mean, to me, when I was Locke Rios's age, one of the first persons that I went on a date with in a gay relationship was this guy that was older than me. I mm -hmm. was 20-something and I told this on the show before, the first date I picked him up and he came down with like this Dixie cup filled with wine and we were already okay. going to a restaurant and I just thought that was interesting choice to do for a first date. But he ended up... Red after, sirens. Yeah, one time because something <laughs> happened in the apartment, he got really mad at me and he opened up the oven door and slammed it shut and it freaked me out and I decided to break things off. He wouldn't leave me alone Cut to the a moment, he contacted my, I worked at a radio station, a major market radio station. He contacted the 
programming director, the sales team, our advertisers woo, saying that woo, I was woo. leaping around with him, <laughs> contacted my dad, told him I was gay when I wasn't yeah, no. with my dad. And there's more, but th- just, I think I have, I hear Lock Rios and I don't really care what Lazarado does at this point. It's crazy. And Cody, you and I were at a, 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 a fabulous place celebrating yes. a friend's birthday the other day. And there was yes. sort of like a crazy person. Oh, yes. And oh my I'm God. All for, I'm all for mental health and get your, but when people aren't, managing that and they're yeah. at an establishment and they're touching me like they were that day yep. i don't care i was the one out of all of us that i was like no no do not touch me get your hand up but because oh. i'm like no i, I was no like patience. that too i have no patience for this and to me run what's a cody it was not me it was i'm not that crazy i'm not that that no we're talking like violence and things like this yeah 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 he was way too physical he was way entirely too touchy-feely and just inserting himself in places that he didn't need to insert himself and i turned completely after the initial encounter with him i turned to the Mm -hmm. side i had my eye on him for the rest of the night because you don't know what people like that are capable of because and i don't want to be caught unaware i got my head on a swivel Mm -hmm. i was raised in a hood baby okay (laughs) you know we do hope that lazaretto gets the help that he needs because we want to put that out there but Mm-mm, not for me. Okay. No, thank you. you. No, thank you. Let's move on, though. Thank you. Next to Instagram, <laughs> which seems to be blocking LGBTQ plus accounts, says a new report. Well, forget the report. I can just say that for our own. We've talked about it ad nauseum on this show that both of our Instagram accounts, we had one initially at Talk About Gay Sex, got taken down. No way to get it back the second one at tags podcast was also taken it down as well and whether it's artificial intelligence policing content or a bias by human reviewers mm-hmm. lgbtq plus people and sex education accounts appear to be at a higher rate of being partially blocked by users on instagram and the blocking of content is referred to as shadow banning Meta calls shadow banned posts non-recommendable content and accounts throttled with such a limit won't be shown to users other than followers. So if you have things like reels, you might think it's going out to everybody else. It's not. And up until last December, there really was no way of knowing whether one was a subject of a shadow ban or not. It's been updated to let people know but it's caused me for to not even put up another tags podcast. We have a new show coming out uh, a little bit later this fall. Just get ready, Cody and I. And <laughs> this one is definitely suitable for work because you know that whole NSFW, not suitable for work, which sometimes puts our current show tags podcast in that acronym. With this new show, we better be able to have our Instagram, our Instagram account and not be taken down. But it's appeared to be all LGBTQ plus accounts. Not all, but many. Teddy, when you heard this, do you think it's targeting our community or do you think it's lost in this new AI? Yeah, I think it's part of AI and algorithm. Yesterday, actually, my school posted about my show that we have auditions tonight. And I commented saying, oh, if you have any questions, let me know. 
and the algorithm deleted me because I was spamming. So you know how you always get, get like DM me for to collaborate. I mean, mm -hmm. all that stuff gets through all the time. Why is my my posts on a legitimate school that I'm teacher at? Okay. It's uh, so right. yeah. It's just part of how they baked it in, which uh, obviously has some bias baked into it because people have biased this, and you know because we are part of the LGBT community, it's deemed as sexual content, even though mm. it's not. And it's a whole mess that apparently they don't want to fix. And it's fixable. Literally, take off the tax of LGBT like, slash gay, whatever the tax are, those tax are making our content be sexualized when it's not. Yeah, and have I mean, more people review it. Yeah, I mean, Cody, why do you think that it's oh, like we talk about sex education, sex positivity, we often report on health updates, we are not posting porn, not that we love porn, but Me. why is it okay then for like Kim Kardashian and other people of that nature can be naked, practically booty out there, and then like we get flagged? It's for the straight male gaze. Those are the people that the algorithm is tailored to straight white men basically so if it's not anything that they find attractive or they deem outside of their norm then they're going to flag it as something that they don't want to necessarily see and until instagram becomes more inclusive we probably should make our own spaces to where <clears throat> we are we have more freedom to actually post the things that we want to post and we don't have to deal with this type of discrimination because it's just ridiculous i don't know i felt like i was shadow banned for a while too because my my posts <laughs> are very hot okay and i don't be getting the 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 likes that i think i should be getting but i don't know about that okay they are very yeah. hot i would agree with you but <laughs> i do love your point about it would be kind of cool if a gay entrepreneur created a social media site for the LGBTQ plus community, right? And we oh, for sure. This other, we could keep our Instagram accounts, we could keep our threads, and so on and so forth. But we would have this safe, uh, hopefully safe, social media space. Okay, well, we got to talk about some health news and. Apparently, based on a new study on HIV, HIV stigma finds that Gen Z has a lot more work to do. And why? It's because, so Gen Z, just so you guys know, is people born between 1997 and 2012. That's me. That is not you, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> He's <laughs> late, late 20s. <laughs> In gay right. world. And you, won't, you don't, you don't want to be a part, a part of this because these people don't know what's really going on. So they okay, came out, right. State of HIV Stigma Report from GLAAD. The U.S. Advocacy Group published the results in its annual survey. So the most clued in about HIV is mine, Generation X, who were born between 1965 and 1980. I don't have my camera on, so I can't see your faces, but 62% <laughs> of this age bracket considered themselves knowledgeable about HIV. And I've talked about this ad nauseum on the show, along with Lincoln, who's also Gen X. When we decided to come out in our 20s was the height of the AIDS epidemic. And so we had no choice but to 
be fearful and get that whole test that took at the time a couple of weeks to get your results and you were, you know, freaked out. Well, millennials are considered themselves knowledgeable about the virus, 50% of responders, followed by baby boomers, and only 30%, 34% of Gen Z felt they were knowledgeable about the virus. Even more concerningly, 5% of Gen Z said they were not aware of the virus. That's crazy, though. I yeah. Mean, there's so many films and TV shows out there now. I mean, all you got to do is, did you not watch Pose? Which, I mean, come on. But is this surprising to you, Teddy, that this age bracket is potentially unaware? And I should back this up, that the science is also showing that they're having sex younger, so 13 mm -hmm. and younger. And yep. they are the highest, mm -hmm. they are getting HIV in higher numbers than other age brackets. 57% of new cases. Thank you. Mm -hmm. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to, has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Mm -hmm. I, I am not surprised because I teach Gen Zs and the amount of things that I think. So the parents of the Gen Zs are millennials, and I think we overcorrected too much what the baby boomers did to us so we protect the kids way too much so we over sanitize uh, yeah. everything so i think that's what we're seeing when some of these kids are having sex since middle school like i'm telling you some of these kids are very sexually active but they have absolutely no idea of the stds and we do have an sti pandemic still going on and we yeah, we're still... going to talk about that in a minute but yeah um go ahead. go ahead yeah and and so the kids really don't know what they're doing and uh just because you don't talk about it i feel like that's how hiv also get around a lot in the 90s because people would like not getting tested just not to know uh mm -hmm. and i think some of that is still embedded in the behaviors right now yeah. Yeah. I mean, Cody, one of the things that I found interesting was that there's a lot of TV ads out there that promote prep, Truvada, and you can get a lot of that information. But I would imagine that a lot of Gen Zers don't watch a lot of TV. They consume more TikTok. And I would think there would be videos out there of pro truvada be safe but maybe there isn't the messaging mm -hmm. out there maybe it's not on the apps like we really think it is i don't know what are your thoughts yeah that's a, an actually really good idea because that's the where a lot of gen zers get their information from they they imbibe a lot of the tiktoks and all that good stuff so that is a wonderful idea first i just want to say first of all 13 is wild to me to be having sex because i was still in the easy bake oven <laughs> oh, okay, <laughs> at 13, making them little nasty cookies and doing all that kind of stuff. So I- You didn't I, want to put anything in your oven. <laughs> other than a cupcake. Other, other than a little nasty half-formed cupcake. You're right. Um, but I do not find this uh, surprising because 
in the age of PrEP and antiretrovirals, this is something that these kids have not had. And I say kids because I am a Gen Xer as well. I just scrape by for Gen X. Okay, I make a joke. I make jokes about being Gen Z or whatever. But I, I am a Gen Xer. <laughs> You're a baby and, boomer. And okay. Proud. <laughs> <laughs> you know You're off the grid, girl. <laughs> but I'm just because there were babies okay. in it. <laughs> right. <laughs> anyway, so this is something that they have not had to deal with and necessarily take stock of. When we were younger, we we were inundated with protect yourself from HIV because mm-hmm. it was an epidemic. We knew people that were passing away. We knew people that had the had the virus and were living with it successfully. And I think that when you don't have that type of pressure upon you, it's very easy to to not think about it at all and or educate yourself on it like this case. And you know, I'm gonna say we always talk about newer generations and the bar scene is dead. I don't think it is at all. I think post pandemic, at least in major cities, I'm talking about New York here, I think LA Chicago bars are opening up again Mm -hmm. and you go to a lot of these spaces and they're filled with gen millennials and gen zers and it's really refreshing so I want to propose that we go back to the old days when I used to go to the bars and you had activists out there in your spaces talking about at the time it was condoms and things of that nature but what if they started going to the bars, which I do think they're going to now. Everybody wants to see your favorite drag performer from Drag Race in these bars that are touring all over the country. Everybody is, I think we are getting, we we say everyone's on the amps, but in major cities, people are going out, I think. Yeah. Now. And why not go back to the old days instead of condoms, just talk about, are you aware of your sex practices, STIs? Maybe have you can get checked there. You could get information about free getting on prep. Are you do you have insurance? Like have activists out there in the spaces that we are now inhabiting. So I don't know. That's my thing. But that's an amazing idea. Yeah. Okay. Staying on health news, you talked tapped a little bit on it of STIs, Teddy, in syphilis is on the rise and a new rise in england actually i would say all over but cases in england are on the rise and dean street sexual health clinic have did a whole diagnostic and it's the largest number of syphilis cases since 1948 with cases increasing by 15.2 percent from 2021 to 2022 so 7,500 cases in 2021 to 8,600 and a few change in 2022 and despite sexually transmitted infections usually being treated with antibiotics they can also cause serious health uh, issues if left untreated this is a great story that I'll post on tagspodcast.com because it's worth going through the misinformation. There's a lot of people that think if you get syphilis, is it staying in your system forever? And it just mm-hmm. keeps, according to this article, the antibodies in your system. And it's really important to know, get tested very often. But some of the things you can look out for are ulcers and sores on the genitals that are known as chancre. Did I say that right? Chunk, right? And are often painless. Sounds right to me. 
Okay. Also, signs that you could have this is a rash that spreads across the body, tiredness and exhaustion, and are generally feeling unwell. And they say in this article as well that if you get tested and it doesn't show up that you have syphilis, syphilis takes a little bit longer to show up. So even if you're not sexually active in a current period of time, they recommend that you still get tested because it could appear later on and Mm. be latent in your body. So it's, I think for our community, I'm going to do this for myself, get tested like, Maybe every two weeks, I'm going to start doing this. I have, oh, wow. I, I have a clinic here that's free that I can go to and not bother my doctor. So he's not aware, you know. <laughs> but, and I know that's a privilege that I have living in New York with the Chelsea Free Clinic and other people in major cities. Teddy, what, mm-hmm. what do you think about the syphilis rise? Well, first of all, every two weeks, um, congratulations. Well, I said it's a. It's a... <laughs> it means you had to be doing some things in order to have to go every two weeks. Listen, they say even when you're not sexually active. <laughs> Congratulations! Is all I have to say. Um, yeah, um, we have to be careful. Syphilis is scary. Um, she's in danger. Like, um, and they were talking about something called neurosyphilis do you hear do you read yes. that part where like no. if you don't get it treated mm-hmm. it transfers to your brain and it causes mm-hmm. damage so you'll be careful out there uh yeah i think if you're very active get tested and you know use condoms as much as you can i know those that's like a hard sell sometimes no pun intended haha <laughs> cody yes i get tested regularly as w- well now especially how often I, you know what? I haven't had, I've been in a, in a monogamous relationship for the past two and a half years, but I'm not in that anymore. I'm feeling my <laughs> oats right now. And after a particularly wild weekend or week, uh-huh. I think, I was, I said to myself, you know what? I'm going to go and just make sure. So I went that m- Monday following or Tuesday, whatever, beginning of the mm-hmm. week. And I went to my doctor and I said, just test me for everything because I need to know what's going on. I would rather know sure. and treat it and not get neuro neurosyphilis. That is that is wild to me. So now, thank you so much, Steve, for bringing this to light because now we know that we need to be continue going because syphilis is such an underlying issue and it can hide. And yeah, so listen, we're sex positive. The science is on our favor currently, right now. But there's things that are on the rise, STIs. What you can do is, I think, just factor it into your monthly scheduling is what we have to do if you find yourself more sexually active during a period of time. And I think as long as you do that, calendaring is really great. Right, Life Coach Cody? That's right. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) And that's what I'm going to do, at least, because I think that's the only way I can factor everything in, plan this show, plan my STI checked, you know, that kind of stuff. (laughs) And, you know, yeah. So, okay. Well, we love when you guys write into us. And I don't know that we're going to have a lot of good news for this listener, but they did start off by saying, we, I love the podcast. I am a fan of poppers too. 
I, I love being in the context of poppers in our show. That's really great. <laughs> I really, really want to get the strongest original amyl nitrate poppers. And there are sites in the UK that sell them, but I'm hesitant. Do you have any suggestions on how to get this? Thanks so much, Mike. Well, first of all, thanks, Mike, for being a listener and for enjoying our show. We really appreciate it. You can leave... And we want all our listeners to leave a five-star review for us on Apple Podcasts because that's when you spread the word and it really helps us out. So that goes for everybody listening. If you want to, if you like the show, give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. It will only help us out. All right. That's my sell. What <laughs> I was Perfect. just in Puerto Vallarta and I convinced myself, although I don't think it's true, that we are no longer selling poppers here in the States. So, of course, I ran to my local i think i told the story where i went into the dressing room and had fun with the sales clerk but mm. i did buy my poppers there i you and i were talking cody about mm -hmm. poppers and you had some thoughts on you get headaches now because you think that they don't have am, anal amyl nitrate in them anymore yeah yeah. Oh, yes. It's just because they they changed the whole composition of it. And I think that, be, or I know that it's because the United States outlawed a lot of things that were in poppers beforehand. Girl, in the 90s, for Gen X, okay, poppers were it. I did a hit of poppers one time. And, and back in my day, <laughs> <laughs> poppers were much stronger. It was amazing. It was like I was riding on air. So... I understand this this person's reluctance or their their they feel like they're missing out on something because poppers used to be really really great and I think that I was reading what you sent me Steve I, and I <laughs> I saw that some people were talking about making their own poppers and I was Whoa. like that sounds like a horrible idea <laughs> were you gonna say that too Teddy <laughs> yeah that was literally when they were like oh here's a d do-yourself recipe I'm like that's a flammable chemical that sounds like a horrible idea <laughs> well and it's so funny because I just I was listening to this other podcast recently about toxins that are in all of our products in our home uh -huh. and so i bought this new book on the power of using essential oils to create your own products that are scent free but real essential oils and so this idea of course is chemical and would be like the worst thing yeah doing i think we all know when we're partaking in poppers that hopefully we're do you know we're of a healthy state and mind and a little goes a long way the new formulations i think give a lot of people headaches is what you were saying cody right yeah it does i don't even do poppers anymore i can't maintain an erection by using the poppers now and it, it just gives me a headache it's not fun and so i i would like to know where we can buy the original recipe well i have some information on that that's not going to be the great news for those that want that okay. but i want to hear from teddy and do you like t poppers in general so let's just start with that i i do like poppers but i feel i only used them recently so i cannot compare to the previous recipe which i'm really jealous about <laughs> they were great <laughs> so girl. like oh if this could get better <laughs> yeah so um but my only thing is, if you're not a chemist, do not, do not try it at home. 
please. Because you're going to blow something up and it's not going to be your load. Ooh, I like that. And yeah, <laughs> I think that, um, sorry, the news isn't that great. But one of the responders, I did a little bit of deep dive. I sent it to you guys. I will post this on Tag's podcast. It does come from other people that are not are speculating on all of this stuff. But one of them sounded pretty legitimate. And they said, mm -hmm. actually, butyl nitrite is more reactive than amyl. I would encourage you to buy butyl routes as it, as it is not only more reactive, but many of the old school formulas from the good old days of poppers were butyl nitrate. Amyl also has a tendency to cause more phlegm, congestion, and coughing. The do-it-yourself thing, they you know, say is may or may not work. But they also say when you try and buy overseas, even though they say their amyl nitrate might not necessarily be that. So you're kind of mm -hmm. running the risk that they said something to the effect that these labs or, you know, I'm using air quotes of mm -hmm. where they create these chemicals. There is no presiding somebody watching over on what, what the formula is. So you really don't know what you're getting. They can say anything exactly. So oh, wow. I would say if I would have to advise on this, that either learn to buy, the, learn to like the ones that you can currently get in your home cities and or find another way to get yourself excited and into it, because maybe those days are long gone of those, you know, I just think that's Aww. the, well, I just think, let's be honest with this. And you don't, we don't want people buying things over the internet. Yes. From a lab in Timbuktu, who knows what they're <laughs> voodooing it and packaging <laughs> up and putting in snail mail. No, no, I'm just, that's my advice. But yes, you know, I, and agree I feel with you. for you, but you know, I'm using these ones that I bought from Mexico and I think they're good, but a little goes a long way. And if I do too much of them, it's a headache. I did them last night and it was fine. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yes. And that's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Perfect. Wow. Yeah. We also love giving some advice from Reddit threaders. And on this particular one, they posted the question, what is something you thought was hot in theory, but turned out not to be in actual practice? I always thought it would be hot having a guy lick me under my balls, but in reality, it tickled so much, I could hardly stand it. Well, you can imagine there were so many things that people said. Somebody said sex on the beach between the sand and the heat and the bugs. It was very unsatisfying ordeal. I had it in Mykonos once, but I didn't lie in the sand. I was on a rock at 5 a.m. getting mm -hmm. pounded, and I actually liked it. But somebody Damn. also said, similarly, sex in the woods. We did it on a big rock. My ass hurt for days and not in a good way. Shower sex, somebody said. I have to second this. I, it seems like it would be hot or romantic or whatever, but it's just awkward. I like that. The one that I thought was hot always and for the longest time in the early days of the show, I think I always said I was a size queen. I don't think mm -hmm. I'm really a size queen anymore. I can appreciate it, but I don't think I really am that way anymore. It's like I got rid of that. But during those days, DP, double penetrative sex, I always wanted oh, to have. And so I good. did try it with two guys. And let me tell you, the configuration and... Guys, I do yoga and all, a former <laughs> gymnast, 
we were contorting our bodies to get those dicks lined up to get into my ass and it was just clumsy and okay. the way it like i had better sex with just one dick even a average sized dick than i did with this double penetrative sex that sounded hot in theory but ultimately executing it was a miss so, okay i was i was like can i go next can i go next yeah um, yes please <laughs> so double dp being the top is amazing rubbing up against someone else's dick while you're fucking somebody is outstanding i've never felt pleasure like that in in my mind ever ever in okay, all my years of us it was <laughs> it was so good and i would love to do it again and so if anybody wants to call me so we can do a deep we can dp a bottom okay is, let me cut you off, your mic off right now, <laughs> but so and sex on the beach as far as sex on the beach is concerned i say do it in the water instead because i do like sex mm -hmm. in the water and i've had sex in the water before and sex in the shower is fine with me the thing that i do not like is 69 i hate 69 because i would like to focus like it should fade out it seems very old school right yeah i feel like i would like to focus on receiving or giving pleasure because i'm too down for both. Too. it is i'm i'm like oh my god can we just stop doing this i just need to focus mm -hmm. and and That's get into so interesting. it interesting i never thought of that but i don't really love it either and it just really good you like we set this up like you know, mm -hmm. we're both gonna like, you know, and it's like, no, don't yeah. get rid of it. I hear you. And I'm down for a lot of things. So <laughs> what about you, our Teddy? New, can we hear from our new host, Teddy Alexis? I agree. If you have to do CrossFit, you have sustenance <laughs> in a position. I don't want it. Pass. Thank you. Uh, one that I always wanted was to have sex in uh, the shower of the gym. But mm. because I always worked at the gym, I never did it. However, when I moved here, I didn't have a gym job, so I tried it, and it was not fun. I was so scared the whole time. Everything was so fast and not fun. Like, I didn't, I didn't have a good time. So I am actually one of those rare people that I like to have more time and not worry about somebody walking in. So yeah, no, I've done that too. But <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> I know, I know. I, I like it. I liked it at the time. It was not with uh, me, though. My gym doesn't have a shower right now, so I'm on my own. And we wanted to end it on a positive note, and we're talking about Madonna. If you remember, I remember it all too clear. It was 1989. I was a senior in high school, living my best life, I thought, at the time. And Madonna had the Like a Prayer album out. Well, Pepsi contacted her and she did a Pepsi commercial, but because the religious right at the time imploded over all of the images that were in the Like a Prayer video, so think burning a cross, they all called it blasphemous. So like Pepsi, Jesus. Yep. Okay. They mm -hmm. removed the, the whole commercial and it's a really good commercial. Well, the, a recent queer tea post said like a vindication and in honor of pepsi's 125th anniversary the beverage giant giant has reissued the infamous madonna ad they pulled in 1989 after the queen of pops like a prayer video caused such implosion by the right and it's really fun she looks amazing in it and i'm just happy 
I liken it to Vanessa Williams, one of my other favorite artists of all time, when she they took her crown away in the last mm -hmm. few weeks of Miss America, but mm -hmm. a few years ago decided to say an apology to Vanessa Williams as, first of all, she didn't need that apology. But right. so all I can say is congratulations, Madonna. And all we need next for me to be happy is Janet Jackson and that Super That's right. Bowl. And then yes. I'm, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> well, we want to really thank and congratulate and welcome Teddy Alexis as one of our newer hosts on Tag's podcast. You can follow Teddy on Instagram at Teddy Alexis, correct? And yes. your website, TeddyRodriguez.com. Absolutely. Yes. And you can follow Cody, our other co-host. He's a life coach at KMD Coaching on Instagram. KMD Coaching or his personal account, Mr. Maurice. Follow me. I am underscore Steve V on Instagram. Go to the website, tagspodcast.com. And if you like us, give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and share our content. We really appreciate it. It will really help us, guys. And in the meantime, continue having Teddy Hot, Hot Gay, gay Sex. Sex. Yay! Yay! We Happy 500! Happy Yay! 500. Happy 500!